G'day, g'day! Welcome to Game Day with Gabe. I'm your host, Gabe the Babe, and you're about to get an insight to the college football world. Welcome back, Cougs fans. I'm ready to give you another podcast today. It's been a while since I've done my last podcast because I've had a busy week, but here we are on Friday, and there are some good games coming up. So, I'm here today to talk about what you need to know for this week in college football and my takeaways from last week in college football and from the NFL as they had their first week of NFL play. So, we've got a good episode. Stay tuned to listen to it. First up, BYU game. We won 41-16 against Southern Utah. Keaton Slovis had a great day. He threw for over 300 yards, which is really good, but it's a Southern Utah defense. He accounted for five touchdowns. Uh, One of them was rushing and four of them were throwing. He had 348 yards, an average of 10.9 yards for a throw, and a quarterback rating of 81.5. So it's a really good day for Keaton Slovis. Our run game was also pretty ugly on this game. We should have... We should have ran more against Southern Utah because we're more physical and we have better talent and it's already decided. So I'm not sure why we didn't run more. Our uh, most rushing yards were by LJ Martin, who had six carries for 27 yards. BYU is going to get creamed by Arkansas tomorrow if we can't pick up our run game. The physicality that Arkansas brings because of their run game and because of their offensive line bashing people is and best in the country, and we need to up our game, seriously, on offense, and some parts on defense, too. Hopefully, it does all right, though. On special teams, Marcus McKenzie, he had a fumble recovery on special teams and many tackles on all of our punts. He is a cornerback, and he's just a freshman, but he's making big plays for BYU on special teams. So, anytime Ryan Rico would come out, we got Ryan Rico, who the fans... Uh, they love. He's a fan favorite. So is Marcus McKenzie now. The way that he sprints down and does his best to get the tackles, he really showed it against Southern Utah, and I really like that. Receiving guards, Isaac Rex had four receptions for 112 yards, a long of 65, and a touchdown. That 65 was good for uh, all the way to the 10-yard line. It was a 65-yard pass from Keaton Slovis. He probably caught it about the 50 in between two defenders. It was a great throw and a great catch. He got up there and caught it in between those guys and then kept on running to the 10 or 5-yard line. So, we had a good day passing, and our defense held them to 16 points. There were some third downs that we easily could have stopped them. They had a, a lot of third down conversions. We definitely could have been better, but... We still did all right. I think 41-16 to 16 is a decent win. I don't think we're going to win uh, this Saturday at Arkansas, to be honest. We need to up our game more. In other college football games, Texas had a big upset against Alabama. That was a crazy game. They won 34-24, to 24, I believe. And it was uh, back and forth most of the game. And then Texas, uh, they really dug it in in the fourth quarter. Alabama had Jalen Milrow starting at quarterback, who's kind of a Lamar Jackson-type quarterback. He likes to run the ball. His 
his throwing is also good, but he doesn't have great decision-making. He threw two picks to Texas defense that had a guy right there ready to pick off the ball, and that's just not good quarterback play for teams like Alabama. Uh, Texas had some good, really good moon balls from uh, Quinn Ewers, which are like uh, high arcing footballs. And it was just fun to watch Texas go after Alabama. And their defense, Texas's defense stopped their their runs. They stopped uh, quarterback rushing. Sometimes quarterbacks still got out. But their defense was physical. It was ready for the test. And it definitely showed. They held Alabama to 24 points, which is a really good win. A great win for Texas. And Steve Sarkeesian, who is a former BYU quarterback, he's now the head coach of Texas. He has to be feeling a lot safer about his head coaching job. Had he lost, uh, there would have been some people wanting him gone, and he would have been on the hot seat for sure. But number 11 Texas goes on the road at number 3 Alabama and gets the win in SEC country. I have Queen Ewer's stats right here. 24 for 38, 349 passing yards, an average of 9.2 yards per throw, 3 touchdowns, no interceptions, and a quarterback rating of 89.4. That is a solid day against an Alabama defense that has five-star players everywhere. So kudos to Texas on the big win. Colorado beat Nebraska behind Shadur Sanders' 393 yards throwing and some good coaching by Deion Sanders. Their fans there were really passionate about Colorado football, something we haven't seen in a really long time. Colorado's been basically redone with their new brand, and they've brought in 80 new transfers, 80 new players on the roster, uh, only kept 20 from last year. Deion Sanders came in as head coach and completely redid their roster, and now Colorado has a bunch of hype, and they've got the t- attention of everyone in in the in America. Everyone has their eyes on Colorado when they play on Saturday. If you're a college football fan, then I'd be watching Colorado, because they're so... They're so new, and the the buzz is all about them right now, and they're just the team to watch. Shadur Sanders is Deion Sanders, uh, who's head coach. His son is quarterback, and that's a rare thing we see in today's college football, in the college football world, that you have a quarterback and a head coach, father and son. And then they have, of course, the wide receiver slash cornerback, Travis Hunter, who is the number one overall recruit in 2021. So he's a great player, and they have lots of good talent on Colorado. They won about 36-21, to 21, I believe. Uh, Colorado, they had a great win. I am excited to see. 36-14 to 14 was the score. I'm excited to see how they fare against Colorado State tomorrow. That's actually where college game day is going. Because it's on ESPN, finally, college game day can... Get their people over there instead of having the Fox people take over the spotlight. Game day gets to get Colorado this week, and they are going to like that ESPN. Um, What this means for the Big 12 is actually it helps them a lot because Colorado's joining them next year, and Deion Sanders already has a roster capable of contending for a Big 12 championship. They could be contending for a Pac-12 championship in the last year of the Pac-12. So it's really going to help the Big 12 to have a solid uh, new speculation fan base in Colorado, which I think they're the new bandwagon that people are jumping on with Deion Sanders. 
and it's going to be good to have them in the Big 12 with BYU. We'll be playing them in next year, really. Next year, Colorado joins the Big 12, and BYU will play them. We'll also play the likes of Utah, TCU, Baylor, Texas Tech, uh, the really good teams consistently. I'm really excited to see how that fares. Some other games that went on last week were Miami and A&M. Miami got a big win against A&M, and nobody really showed up in Miami to watch it, which was kind of sad. But still, it was a good upset. 48-33, to they won at home in Miami. Tyler Van Dyke, their quarterback, had a good game, and they beat Texas A&M. And I'm happy because I'm not a big fan of Jimbo Fisher and Texas A&M. They're kind of one of the more sluggish teams, kind of a bit of bit of a jerk in in college football and what they say. So go Miami. Got a big win. In spread picks that I've been that I've been picking so far, I am eleven and nine. That's actually decent in spread picks because there's a 50-50 chance you'll get every game right. See, it's not like standard picks where there's a winner and a loser, and usually there's a more likely winner and loser. In the spread picks, it's 50-50 every time. That's the point of it, because even if you think the team's really good, the bettors are going to make a spread very high for that team to try to cover. And I think that 11-9 in spread picks is definitely above average. Average would be 10 and 10. So there you go. Um, Some more spread picks that I have. I might share them right now, my picks. No, I'll show them later in the episode when I talk about um, more college football coming up tomorrow. Um, Right now, I will talk about uh, the picks last week, like Baylor, Notre Dame, Texas, and Georgia. Last week, those all, those teams had interesting spread games. So Georgia won against Ball State 45-3, to and the spread was 42.5. Do the math on that one. Georgia missed covering by one single point. By .5 points. This is why it's crucial to not, to not bet on these games, because one point off and you lost your money. So don't bet on these games, because anything can happen, and... Uh, you just don't know with spread picks. You just really don't know till they play. Another big spread pick was, let's see, UNLV covered against Michigan, 735. That was a good cover. Uh, Texas definitely covered. They were against, they were um, picked to lose by 7.5, and they won by 10. So they definitely covered the spread on that one. Baylor and Utah, that wasn't a spread game, but... Baylor did choke the game away. They they had it and they choked pretty bad. And Utah ended up winning twenty to thirteen. In the last two minutes, they scored two touchdowns, and that's what won them the game. So if you're a team like Baylor, you can't do that. That would be a great upset. And nobody saw it coming except for Gabe the Babe. I I mean, some people saw it coming. But I really picked it. And there were about two percent of people in the world that picked Baylor to beat Utah. It didn't work, but it was sure darn close. So these spread picks are pretty fun to do. Um, NFL takeaways. So the NFL last week, wow, week one in the books. There were some good games on, uh, like starting off with the Lions and Chiefs. The Lions got the upset. I, 
uh, I've mentioned that game already in the last episode. In the Sunday games, the Saints beat the Titans by one point with the help of Jamal Williams and Taysom Hill from BYU, mainly Jamal. Uh, the 49ers crushed the Steelers 30-7. to The Buccaneers upset the Vikings 20-17. to <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, the Jaguars beat the Colts. The Dolphins beat the Chargers on the road 36-34. to Behind a uh, crazy stat, Tua Tagovailoa had, sorry, I did not pronounce that right, Tua Tagovailoa, he had 466 passing yards, three touchdowns, one interception, uh, and a quarterback rating of 79.9. All of his targets were going to Tyreek Hill, who had 11 receptions, 215 yards, a 19.5 average, two touchdowns, along of 47 and 15 targets. Basically, Tyreek Hill had uh, one uh, one half of the team's targets were all going to him. That's basically what it is. And Tyreek Hill is so fast that he can just bomb it way out deep, and Hill will go get it. That's why it's so nice to have a deep threat like someone like him. The Eagles beat the Patriots 25-20 to in a really sluggish game. The Rams beat the Seahawks 30-13 to on the road. And it would be, it was going to be like a Seahawks blowout is what people were thinking. But the Rams really competed and showed up in that game without Cooper Cup, their best wide receiver, one of the best wide receivers in the NFL for sure. And guess who helped? Puka Nakua had 10 receptions for 119 yards, an average of 11.9, a long of 21, and 15 targets. He's a rookie. This was his first game in the NFL, and he was competing like Cooper Cup would in a good game. This is like Justin Jefferson type of stuff. He didn't have any touchdowns, but he had 15 targets. That is basically one half of the team's targets put together, just like Tyreek Hill. Puka Nakua showed that he can compete at an NFL level, and it's good to have a BYU player who actually does good things in the NFL and has a hopefully good career and he was off to a great start with the Los Angeles Rams so go Puka I'm excited to see how he does some other takeaways the Falcons they had Tyler Algier on their team he's a running back played for BYU and they won 24 to 10 Algier had two touchdowns for and 75 yards 15 carries with an average of five and he had a long of 22 and he got more carries and stuff than Bijan Robinson, who's a really good, really good running back. He is a beast from Texas. Algier really did carry. And he had a really good game for Atlanta Falcons. I think he definitely helped them win with two touchdowns like that. Without him, it would have been a tied game. So go Algier. Tyreek Hill had a great game. The Saints won with Jamal because Jamal iced the game in the fourth quarter. He ran on a third and 11. A third and 11 to ice the win. So a third and 11 when you have the ball and you're trying to maintain a lead while not giving the ball up is definitely a tough thing because you don't want to throw it. There's a risk of an interception. So what you usually try to do is you try to run it. And what they did, they gave it to Jamal Williams and, pardon, it was not a 3rd and 11. It was a 3rd and 4, but he still iced the game. He ran for 11 yards and 
took it into the other team's territory, Tennessee Titans territory, iced the win there. So go Jamal. BYU's got some decent running backs in the NFL right now, and Puka Nakua is carrying the Los Angeles Rams. <clears throat> Hopefully he performs similarly to last game in two days when he plays on Sunday. <clears throat> the Cowboys defense against the New York Giants had an unheard of game. It's just ridiculous stats. There's so many stats to share that I can't do them all in one podcast. But it's it was insane. Watching the game on Mon- Monday Night Football, I believe, or Sunday Night, rather, uh, they were playing at the Giants with all the haters like Stephen A. on ESPN, and they really showed up. The offense was decent. The defense, they got 19 points on their own, I believe, something like that. And they forced three interceptions, a couple fumbles, a blocked kick. They had uh, zero points allowed. Uh, So if you ever play ESPN Fantasy Football, you get points based on what your team's defense is. So if you have the Dallas defense on your team and you want them to do well, they scored 34 points in Fantasy Football, which is like really, really, really good. And it's the best I've ever seen a defense do in an NFL game. If you want to check it out, go check it out. But they had uh, an unheard of good defense. It was so good, so pristine, led by Micah Parsons on the defense. That man is a third-year NFL player. He's a pass rusher and a linebacker, but he can play on the defensive line too. That guy is a beast, and he's a good player to have. So the defense on the Cowboys destroyed the New York Giants. I just had to share that with you because it was so good. The Jets in the Bills played on Monday Night Football on ESPN. And the Aaron Rodgers got injured four plays into the game. And he tore his Achilles and he is out for the year. That means that Zach Wilson comes in. And he won the game for the Jets in overtime. They won 22-16 on a punt return in overtime to win the game. But more importantly, Zach Wilson is going to start for the New York Jets for the uh, foreseeable future because Aaron Rodgers is out indefinitely, and they don't know when he's coming back. He is out for at least the, the year, and he ain't coming back. So can Zach Wilson turn his career around in his final chance with the Jets? Hopefully he can. Hopefully they uh, have faith in him. And it's just sad for the Jets fans who spent so much money on Aaron Rodgers to have him get injured four plays into the season. It's just devastating. And their Super Bowl odds <laughs> were really high, uh, really high to win the Super Bowl. And then they plummeted. They just went down. And now they're not favorites anymore. But... That's how football goes. Injuries happen, and hopefully the Jets can adapt. And Zach Wilson is starting once again for the New York Jets, as crazy as that is. So, some good NFL storylines to pick up on. I've got you covered on them. Next up, I'm going to be checking out College Pick'em and the important games that you need to see for this past, this upcoming week. Sorry. This past week had some good games, and we have some good ones coming up in college football and NFL.
The new standings for college football as are follows. Number one, Georgia. Number two, Michigan. Number three, Florida State. Number four, Texas. Number five, USC. Six, Ohio State. Seven, Penn State. Eight, Washington. Nine, Notre Dame. Ten, Alabama, etc., etc. Florida State and Texas are definitely on the rise, and they are favorites to make it in the playoff because they're the only teams in their conference who have a legitimate playoff contending roster. Disregard North Carolina and Oklahoma, which are very capable. I just don't see them making the playoff, if that makes any sense. I think that USC is also a good contender. They're probably the the top of the pack in the Pac-12. That's funny. Top of the Pac-12, whatever. Georgia is probably one of the best teams in the SEC. I don't know, though. I'm skeptical about Georgia. They don't have a quarterback, and they have a decent defense. But they just haven't had, they just haven't surprised me yet. So I don't see Georgia doing too much besides keep on winning their easy games. That's all they've had so far. No big tests yet. So we'll see how this goes. Michigan, I don't see them making it. J.J. McCarthy's all right, but maybe if they can turn their season around and beat Ohio State, they can do all right. I think my playoff predictions, I'll make some playoff predictions. Uh, I think number one, probably, um, I'd probably say Florida State number one, just because they've got the easiest path in the ACC. I think they could go undefeated and easily make number one, number one seed. And I don't see any Big Ten teams making it this year. Maybe Penn State. That's actually a decent dark horse pick. I might go with Penn State for one of my picks. Uh, I can see Texas making it as a three or four team. I can see uh, we got to have someone from the SEC. It's either going to be Georgia or it could be Alabama. And I don't see Alabama making it because they don't have a they don't have their quarterback. Jalen Milrow actually got benched um, at the end of the game, and he and he will be benched for the game against South Florida. They're starting Tyler um, Buckner, I think. Yeah, Tyler Buckner, a transfer from Notre Dame last year. And he's going to be starting for the Alabama Crimson Tide. So I think that Georgia will probably have the advantage in the SEC. Maybe Tennessee comes along. We'll, we'll leave that uh, between Georgia and Tennessee. I think one of those two teams makes the number two seed. And number three and four seed, I think we have uh, probably Texas and I want to say Penn State. But I feel like... Some team from the Pac-12 might make it, like USC or Oregon. Um, I'm going to go with Penn State for the Big Ten. Uh, we have Florida State, Georgia slash Tennessee, Texas, and then Penn State. That's my playoff prediction, and we'll see how this turns out in the end. Uh, the rankings are pretty usual. Colorado jumped up to 18, so that's a, that's a decent jump. And Miami got in the rankings for sure. Iowa's in the rankings now after being Iowa State. I'm sure they were a fallout. They will fall out just as soon as they got in because they're Iowa. Mrs. Um, not Mississippi. Ole Miss, also known as Mississippi, jumped up to number 17 with Jackson Dart as quarterback after beating Tulane on the road. Oregon State is number 16 with DJ, I don't know how to say his last name. DJ transfer from quarterback. 
and he's got a decent offense to work with. So, some decent uh, college football rankings this week. I think they're mm, pretty good. Moving on to college pick em. These are the fun picks. These are so good, and I'm excited to share with you my insights. So, stay tuned to hear my college football pick em. We have, in the first game, so we'll be doing the spread, first off. Number 15, Kansas State versus Missouri. The spread is 5.5 to Kansas State. I'm picking Kansas State to win and cover. Uh, Penn State at Illinois fighting Illinois. I think that Penn State's ranked number 7. I think that they'll win this game, but only by 14. And since it's 14.5, I'm picking Illinois to actually cover in this game. So Penn State will win. Illinois will cover. Um, Florida State, number three, at Boston College Eagles. The spread is 27.5 to Florida State. I think that Boston College loses but covers this game because 27.5 is a high spread when you're going on the road. I think that Boston College will will cover this game. Alabama at South Florida, that's a 32.5 spread to Alabama. I think that Tyler Bruckner has a great game for Alabama and that they can easily beat South Florida. They probably cover 32.5. It will be a blowout. San Diego State at number 16, Oregon State. Considering both teams have good offenses and, I don't know, lousy defenses, I'd say that Oregon State has the advantage because they're playing at home. But 23.5 points is a bit too much of a margin for me. I think I'm going to go with San Diego State to cover in this game. BYU Cougars at Arkansas Razorbacks. This is the game tomorrow. We'll see how it goes. I'm not sure BYU is going to win, but I think we for sure covered 10.5. The most we're going to lose by if we lose is 10 points. And I think BYU will, will cover this game on the road and maybe even pull off an upset. I'm big in BYU to cover for sure. Uh, Wyoming Cowboys. Wyoming at Texas. Texas Longhorns. Ranked number four now in the new rankings after beating Alabama. They jumped up seven spots to number four. That's how much the committee and the AP poll, uh, AP voters trust them. And I think Texas is a good team. They cover 28.5 points. In the game of the week, which is college game day, Colorado State Rams at number 18, Colorado Buffaloes with Deion Sanders and Shadur Sanders. Oh, man, I have to tell you this. So they're playing Colorado State, right? So their head coach comes out and says, uh, Deion Sanders, with his sunglasses, he's kind of bad-mouthing them, kind of mocking the way the way he coaches, how he always has his hood on, wears sunglasses, kind of teasing because they're rivals. It's just not great stuff. But Colorado comes on out. They come right back. Deion Sanders buys his whole team sunglasses to show that they won't be pushed around by Colorado State. They He buys their whole team sunglasses, the one that Dion wears. And now they all have these six shades that they can wear to the game. I'm picking Colorado to destroy their rival. 22.5 points to Colorado. Uh, I'm picking Colorado to cover this game. I think that they are going to be ready and so hyped for this game. Hopefully they don't drop it. That would be really sad if Colorado dropped this game. But I think that Colorado for sure wins and probably covers. 
some regular picks that I should make. We have some good ones. I'll, I will share with them with you. Pardon? I'll share them with you right now. <clears throat> Let's see. Minnesota at number 20, North Carolina. I got North Carolina winning that game. Virginia Tech Hokies at Rutgers Scarlet Knights. I'm picking Virginia Tech to pull off the upset in this game. There's got to be some upsets. Always got to pick some. Saturday at 5 o'clock p.m., number 11, Tennessee Volunteers at Florida Gators. I'm picking Tennessee to win this game because they have Joe Milton, who's an NFL quarterback. He's an NFL type with a strong arm. And he's being put on the radar by NFL teams after just just taking over the Tennessee starting quarterback job. So clearly, they've got some decent quarterback play and a decent offense again. I think that Tennessee goes on the road in the swamp, wins a close one in this game. This game, I think, will be pretty close, and it will be entertaining to watch these two teams play each other. SEC battle. I'm excited to see how this game goes. This will be Gabe's game. Moving on, Pittsburgh Panthers at West Virginia Mountaineers. This will be the Backyard Brawl Saturday at 5.30 on ABC. Last year when these two teams played, it was at Pittsburgh and they won 38-31 behind some late plays by Keaton Slovis and their team. And I think that West Virginia pulls off the win at home against Pittsburgh in the Backyard Brawl. See, they haven't been doing too well, but once they start playing their rival, they turn into a different football team, you know what I mean? Like, you could be pr- playing pretty poorly, but then once you get motivated by beating your big-time rival, who you just hate, you want to play so much better. And I think West Virginia wins this game. <laughs> TCU Horn Frogs at Houston Cougars. I think that TCU's got such a good run game that they will win this game. Let's see. And finally... Fresno State at Arizona State. <coughs> Fresno State's going to win this game. They're they're going to pull off the upset for sure. I think that Arizona State is is lacking a good season so far. They're 1-1, one and, one and they just haven't been playing that well. They were almost beat by Southern Utah at home. Fresno State's for sure winning this game. I love Fresno State and how much, how much upsets – Upsets they pull off like Purdue, UCLA, hopefully now Arizona State. Uh, that's definitely a game to check out, though. Yeah, you'll want to see that game. The NFL games that you need to check out are the Green Bay Packers at Atlanta Falcons. Some good history with those two teams. Not bad history, like fights and stuff. But some good teams, like how they've played each other in the past. So they've had some big games in the past. Baltimore Ravens at Cincinnati Bengals would definitely be one you could check out. I think Kansas City Chiefs at Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh boy, that'll be a game. With Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey back. Travis Kelsey had a bone bruise on his knee a couple days before their first game of the season. And he had to sit out against... Uh, Detroit Lions, and now he's back, and he's ready to go out against Jacksonville defense, a young Jacksonville defense. So hopefully the Chiefs get the win there, because I'm a Chiefs fan, mainly because Andy Reid and and we've had some BYU players like Matt Bushman and what's the safety? Uh, Zane Anderson, Matt Bushman are on their team too, just on practice rosters, 
Andy Reid was a coach at BYU, and I think that he'll do good things again with the Chiefs this year. They're always a good team. Uh, the F- San Francisco 49ers at the Los Angeles Rams. That is a good game. And we also have Puka Nakua for the Rams and Fred Warner, middle linebacker for the defense, on the 49ers. So some BYU representation in there. And the Niners are a good team with Brock Purdy, who was the last pick in the NFL draft last year, starting for the Niners. He's throwing to teams players like uh, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, Debo Samuel, some great players that he has to throw to. And then the Rams still have Cooper Cup on uh, injured reserve, so Pukuniku is going to get more playing time. Hopefully, Fred Warner doesn't guard Pukunikua too closely because, you know, they both want to do well. But we want Puka to do well because he's he's our guy. The Some other good games, like New York Jets at Dallas Cowboys with Zach Wilson and the Dallas defense, that could be scary. That could be a bad day for Zach Wilson. Considering the, the Cowboys got three interceptions on, like, Daniel Jones, who's a veteran quarterback, he's experienced, it does not look bode well for the New York Jets. Hopefully their defense can step up and make some plays and they can carry the offense. And that's about all the games you should check out this week in the NFL. So it's not the most interesting week when you look at it, but considering that usually interesting things happen when you don't expect it, just like in college football, just remember when you don't think it'll happen, interesting things and upsets will happen in college football and NFL. It's been proven in history, and I guarantee it will happen. So I think these weeks in college football, especially college football, you gotta check them out because there's some good games like Tennessee, Florida, Colorado, Colorado State with primetime Deion Sanders, Neon Deion, all his nicknames, the buzz around them. It's so crazy. College football's back. And Gabe's game this week is Florida versus Tennessee. Well, that's going to wrap up my podcast for today. As always, thank you so much, so much for listening. It really means a lot. And if you enjoyed it so much, I would ask that you share this podcast with a friend and go to Spotify, listen to it there, because I need 100 listeners in the next 60 days. And if you could help me out with this, that would be really amazing, you guys. So if you could do that, then I can start putting in ads and monetizing this podcast. And I can keep it going and keep Game Day with Gabe going and all the hype that surrounds it. All right. See you next time, guys. Go Cougs!